Good morning. Good morning. This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana with another episode today for Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Good morning. I'm thrilled to be with you again today. Uh, beautiful day, sun shining, and many, many things happening during this beautiful day. So the title for our talk for today is Do Not Squander Your Life. And the subtitle or the better title is Attention, Attention, Attention. Attention seems so simple. Pay attention. (laughs) You know, when we're little kids in school, And when we're full of excitement, we're jumping around, playing, everything is wonderful. The teacher says, pay attention, listen, stop for a moment, pay attention. So, you know, in this day and age, we are all receiving so many invitations to pay attention. Pay attention to this, to that. The news is just one news after another, phone calls texts, tweets, every, <laughs> everything popping out, asking us to pay attention to it. Give me a little piece of your attention. Come with me like a little elf saying with their finger, this way, come this way, pay attention to me. And then something completely different, now pay attention to me. So there's endless requests that come to us for our time, our compassion, our resources, these requests pour in day after day. And especially, as I said, in the age of the, of the computers and the iPhones and the iPads and all the different technological advices, devices, we're, we're being bombarded, really, by stimulation of all kinds constantly, constantly. And inevitably... It's inevitable. Our focus becomes split or torn in a thousand different directions as we make our way through this simply beautiful day, simple day. (laughs) Sun is shining, trees, a little bit of a wind, trees are blowing, wind is blowing. We're breathing in, we're breathing out. Basically, it's a very simple day. However, however, Within this very simple and beautiful day come news, requests, shocks, messages. So as as we're constantly paying attention to this, to that, to the other thing, this leaves us feeling depleted as the focus is split. And not only depleted, oftentimes we may feel even shattered, or split into a million different places, a million different pieces, a million different activities. And no matter how much we try to give our attention, our time, our energy to oftentimes these competing requests, whatever we do is we feel at the end, oh, it's not enough. It wasn't complete. Very interesting. That's very, very interesting that we feel, oh, it's It's not enough. I didn't do enough. It isn't complete or it didn't work out. I mean, I hear this so many, many, many times from people. And so there's a a residue that hangs with us or a feeling of incompletion. And then we get up the next day and resume the same treadmill. It is like being on a treadmill. 
It definitely is. Where, when are we going to be able to be finished? When can we rest? When can we feel complete? When can we feel satisfied with, the, with what we've done or what, with, with what the day is or with the relationship? That's a very big koan, by the way. Very important, important life koan. When is it enough? <laughs> when are we complete? So at this moment, our Zazen practice raises its head and it shouts, danger, danger. In a way, that's what Zen is doing. It really, in its very quiet and powerful way, it is shouting, danger, be aware, be careful, be mindful. There's danger up ahead. And then it says, stop. Just that instruction, stop, is fantastic. It's a wonderful instruction. Stop. We Very, very hard for many of us to just stop the whirling world and the demands that are going on and our reactions to everything. But Zazen practice guides us and says, stop. Don't react like that. Just look closely at what is in front of you now including your reactions. It's not saying to suppress your reactions. Of course not. But stop and notice them. Be aware of them. Just watch them. Be with them. And then it goes on to say a very fascinating, fascinating statement, which is repeated in many Zen centers at the end of sitting or the beginning of sitting. And that statement is, do not squander your life. What a statement. I'll repeat it. Do not squander your life. That statement comes as a warning, as a guide, as I like to think of it as a reminder. A reminder. Because when we're just going on, on the treadmill automatically, going from one thing to another that's claiming our attention, in a sense, we are squandering our life. And of course, this points to the incredible question of, well, what do you mean squand that squandering our life? What is our life actually? Wow, now, of course, that is the deepest koan of all. What is our life? And that is, of course, the question that Zen looks at or confronts directly and addresses. That's a better word. That is the question that Zazen practice addresses all the time. What is our life? What is our death? What is the change that we all face every single day? What is it? What is it? So I'll, in, in response to this incredibly important question, I'll give, tell you a little wonderful Zen story. A Zen student came to a great Zen master with exactly that question. The Zen student or the monk, or he said to the teacher, tell me what Zen practice truly is. Now that question is, fra is repeated over and over through the centuries, and it's framed in different words. But this is the same question that what is the essence of Zen? What is the essence of life? That monks are continually trying to understand and approaching their teachers with. 
So this student said, what is Zen practice? What He was actually asking, what is the essence of life? And the subtext of that question, the, the, the comment underneath it is, and what is this confusion that I'm living with day by day? Because that's often what brings us to practice, a sense of being pulled in a million directions, a sense of confusion, what to do next, what, what counts, what doesn't count. How do I spend these really precious, precious days? So when the, when the student asked the Zen master that, the Zen master replied, attention. And the student was disappointed. What else, he said. Attention? Well, what else? And the Zen master replied, attention, attention. Well, the student paused. That's good. He paused at least. <laughs> but then he tried one more time. Nothing more? He, he inquired, we always want something more, something better, something else. So he said, nothing more. And then the Zen master repeated his response one more time. And he said, attention, 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 period. I actually love the way Zen masters reply. Just one or two words, one sentence, one phrase. They're not going to elaborate on endlessly and feed the, the thinking mind. The, these responses point to practice and they point to reality directly themselves. And, and attention, attention, attention seems like a straightforward answer. It is. But it's a difficult to grasp it and to actually practice it fully. Actually, that instruction contains a huge amount of what our life and our practice is. What this great teacher was saying was that when we are not in charge of our attention, we squander it and we squander our lives. Wow, that's powerful. And it's really worth thinking about. When we're not in charge of our attention, we're squandering our lives. What we give it, when we give something attention, we're giving it our energy, our life force. We're giving it ourselves. We're admitting it into our world, into our consciousness. What we give attention to intensifies always. And it rules our day. It does. We're thinking about it. We're dwelling on it. We're attracting it to us. What we give our attention to, what we focus on, intensifies and rules our day. That's a very important statement which we should take Rather, rather strongly, rather seriously. Watch what you're giving your attention to. When we lose our attention, on the other hand, we lose ourselves. That's an, another very fascinating thought. We lose ourselves. Who are we? Well, certainly we're, we're very embedded with our attention, what we're paying attention to. You know, when sometimes people pay attention to everything else, but not themselves. Sometimes people are just completely absorbed, you know, almost narcissistically by themselves, and nothing else is there in their world for them. So, what are you paying attention to? 
when you're not in charge of your attention, you don't know where you are anymore often or who you are anymore. Many times you could even lose the precious day. You're like lost in a dream, lost in thoughts, lost in anger, lost in ruminations. The day goes by, oh my, or lost online. <laughs> the day goes by, four hours past, what happened? Where was I? What happened? It's easy to succumb when we lose ourselves, when we're not in charge of our attention. It's very, where they're not there. And it's easy then to be brainwashed, or another way to say it, is to succumb to all kinds of ideas and claims. We fall under the influence, often of many illusions. Somebody says this about us, or about somebody else, we get swept up in it, and we're gone, in that, into that dream, into that drama. But who we are, isn't there. It's actually very easy to enter and to live someone else's dream. That's a whole other topic. I used to do a workshop on it, but you know, it's a very fascinating point. When That's when the attention of others or the intention of others is so strong, it takes us out to sea like, like a wave, like a tidal wave. But Zen practice stops this. It stops it. It calls us back to our very own life, to our own attention. Zen practice is the exquisite practice of paying complete attention to one thing at a time. Wow, that's really something. It sounds so simple. It's so powerful and not so simple. You give one thing your complete attention if you're drinking a cup of tea, you pay attention to that, to the taste of the tea, to the feel of the teacup, to the tea going down your throat. You're there. When, and when you're paying complete attention to that thing, you are with it 100%. If you're washing a pot, you wash it until not a speck of dirt or crumb or anything is left on it. You're paying attention 100% to one thing. So in the middle of paying attention to one thing, something else doesn't grab you away. Actually, when you do that, when you pay that attention 100%, there, along with that, there's such a feeling of being complete and satisfied. And oh, it's, it's more than enough. This is by virtue of the way you have paid attention. You're sweeping the floor. You really sweep it. You see the floor. You pick up the crumbs. When I do it like that, I pick them up carefully. I look at the crumbs. I look at them in the dustpan. I'm really in the experience fully. And as we do so with whatever comes during the day, we are reclaiming ourselves and our attention from the places it has split off into or scattered into. Actually, Sashin, which is a retreat where we sit for many days in a row, is called, one of the ways it's described is to say we are reclaiming our scattered attention from all different places of our lives and of the world calling ourselves home, back home. 
and we're reclaiming our life, our energy, and our ability to be with things as they truly are. When we're really paying attention, we're not open to getting pulled off into these different illusions and dreams. We're here, we're really listening, and we're filtering it through our own being. Now we are no longer gripped in the haze of confusion and frenzy because the world is so frenzied now. So we say no to the frenzy. No, 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 no. Stop. And as we pay attention over and over, it's very easy to see that some demands upon us are quite important and we, our attention goes right to those and we're able to be with it and to make a full-hearted response. We just, the response is automatic, it's constructive, it comes right from ourselves. Other demands that are made upon us, they're like, I was thinking they're like little mosquitoes that fly by in the summer night, buzz, 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 buzz. If you pay attention, too much attention, you're going to get with them. They're not important. They're static electricity. They're there to distract us. They may be there to derail us from what's really important in our lives. That's a very important distinction to make. But as we practice paying attention, it's much easier to know which is which, which demand is important and is central and is connected to who we are and what has to be done, and which demands are distractions, distortions, annoyances. And many of these demands come to just knock us off our path or, or disturb our way. So we learn how not to be with those. We do not squander our attention or energy, and therefore, we are not squandering our very life. I hope this was helpful. It went a little longer than usual for an exercise. Just start seeing what are you paying attention to and stop. Pay attention to yourself and how you're paying attention. Find one thing that's right here now and give it your full attention, which means give it your full self. So I thank you. I thank you for being here with us, for listening. I thank you again and again for your beautiful notes and responses. They're very, the dialogue many of us are having are very meaningful and very beautiful. I appreciate it a lot. If you want to hear more of the podcast, our URL is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And you can always reach me on topspeaker at yahoo.com or at my website, Brenda Shoshana with two ends.com. And you might also, people have been telling me to mention online, which I will on the podcast, mention they've been enjoying very much reading one of my books, Zen and the Art of Falling in Love, which is really all about Zen and relationships. It's been translated into many languages and people are enjoying it very much. So I offer that to you. It's there on Amazon. And I, again, thank you so much for being a part of our community and listening in today. And I look forward to next week and to speaking to you again. Thank you. <laughs>